welcome to the show. Cam, your host, is never dying energy is here tonight. I got Kay and Jim from Rod and Treasure Podcast. How are you two? Good. Uh, just a quick correction. That would be Kai and Jim. Kai. I should have corrected you, but George I love it. To Kai. We we heard. <laughs> I heard that when I came in, and I was like, "Oh, there must be someone named Kay going to be coming in soon." Uh, no, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Uh, and per we, usual, I prefer when Jim does the legwork. So thank you, Jim. Appreciate yeah, you uh, doing the correction. You're welcome. <laughs> I, I make I have Jim all look my... stuff up, and I make Jim yeah. do my, my work for me. Yep, thank you. I have all my Kai corrections for you if you need them. <laughs> what the Kai? Ah. <sighs> so Kai and Jim making their yes. debut on this podcast. And hello, hello. for the first of two parts where we explore Pixar and DreamWorks and uh, the contrast between. So... I'm going to first to start us off. What Pixar character are you guys and what DreamWorks character are you? Oh. I guess I'll go first. I guess I'm the tiger in uh, Madagascar and I'm Pixar wise. I guess I'm Rex, the T-Rex in Toy Story. <laughs> this is wow. Jim, you want to do you want to do each other's instead? Sure. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. I've got, as I've long got as the two... question gets answered. It's not. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'll do, I'll do my own. I know who I am. <laughs> no, it's so it's so funny because I was like, well, I know two people who Kai is. Go for it. But for myself, I don't know who they would be. Uh, That's fine. What you don't know, you don't know. Uh, so. Kai, you are Dash from The Incredibles, and the Martin Scorsese fish from uh shark tail <laughs> no you think i'm dash yeah yeah, yeah. It's not that, 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 Jack, Jack. <laughs> that adhd nightmare yeah 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 mm. it's all right you don't have to agree with it it's just it's a label so i uh, see Kai? myself no it's just i'm sorry i just I, if i think of myself um do you think of yourself as mike wazowski because that was my backup Mike Wazowski. I, actually, oddly enough, I was gonna label us um, <laughs> Sully and Mike Wazowski. I really thought okay, that we so could probably pull way, that off. Monsters Inc. person. I, so I, undoubtedly, uh, am I? I'm sorry. I got so I got so excited by explaining who I am. Is that what we're doing now instead? <laughs> no, no. You're explaining who I am now. <laughs> I did. We're, we're not much gonna like, give yourself a thousand different like, characters. Let's just go through who I could be. Much like quick. who's lying. No the points do not matter. No, the points don't matter. No, Kai. No, tell us who you are. I don't want. I don't want a character. He just said he's a monster no. character. <laughs> okay, so this is this is really bad because I'm blanking on her name, but also you're making me think. But um, what's the, what's the designer's name from Incredibles? What's her name? Oh, oh Edna okay. Mode. I yeah. see you pulling no off Edna really, <laughs> really, really well. Take it. Just okay. Take it. Take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Brad Bird, by the way. Everyone loves that character. Um, we all find a little of ourselves in that character, the perfectionist. Um, and I'm gonna say dragon for Jim, and I think you would do a great job. Okay, even better, dragon from How to Train Your Dragon. Perfect. Oh, I never saw How I, How to Train Your Dragon. It's all oh, good. You, oh, it's we so haven't good. seen all every single Pixar DreamWorks movie. We've just seen the greatest hits or oh, the beginning. I've seen every Pixar movie. I haven't seen every. Okay, DreamWorks so even movie. better. You know more than me. I haven't. I've. Se- I think the last one I saw was Soul. So. I got to catch up. Nice. Uh, Same. I didn't see some of the ones in between there, but um, uh, so uh, I've, I've been pulling up some cool articles. I found a really great one on electricliterature.com. You know, their slogan is reading into everything. They, they begin by uh, plot, uh, noting that the heart of every great Pixar movie is a story about storytelling. 
films like Toy Story, Monsters, Inc., Up, and most recently Onward aren't just masterclasses in what intricate character-driven plotting can look like. If you study them closely, you can see they are also stories about the very act of creating a narrative, about how stories help us understand our past and drive our future. They then further give an example on the You Are a Toy scene uh, in mm. Toy Story in Exasperation, quote, is what drives much of the comedy and the pathos of the film. Buzz's realization that there's no script he can follow, that he's now in charge of his own story, is a profound one. They go on to give other examples and with other highlights, noting that uh, this is uh, that the filmmakers, uh, that Pixar is proven time and again in its 25-year run, that story really is king, not just for the filmmakers, but for all of us, uh, that we, the audiences, have gotten to see what a crucial role storytelling plays in all of our lives. And so I'll, I'll let you kind of just bring your pathos to it. I mean, obviously, Pixar is just like one of the few times I just come back to cartoons. I, I know that they care about everything. And even if there's a minor disappointment, I know that they gave it their all from uh -huh. voice casting to art direction to storyboarding to again the graphics and just not having it be style over substance they've never insulted my time or intelligence and i i thank them for it so uh i'll, I'll circle around with you uh jim uh how would you sum up pixar and dreamworks respectively pixar is interesting to me because they have a very specific um formula to it where they at least before the acquisition by uh Disney. Disney yeah they cared very very deeply and had very very interesting uh stories you can actually they there's um I want to say it was like a hundred steps to becoming a better writer and it was written by one of the uh yeah probably by John Lasseter um because they know that it's uh the script needs to be good the story needs to be first uh needs to be good first and the characters are golden yeah Disney tried it a few times and they didn't have it down it's like okay you're just yep. using leftovers from fox and the hound and beauty and the beast but you don't mm -hmm. understand what makes it work it's the perfect example of how you know time and again how producers will just say you know be like oh i love everything i produce it's like no you should be able to channel it if you even ask people like um say uh joel silver or jerry bruckheimer they'll tell you deep down i i own this movie or i disown that movie you know and it, it, not every producer can do that unfortunately there's just many who you know it, it seems like it's just the director because their name is on it and they're the main creative force behind it but it sucks when you know it seems like pixar was just one of the few who could just say you know we're not we're not just proud of everything we own it we gave it our all we have come a long way we didn't just rely on like you say the growth of technology and like you say oh relying on just disney and i remember back when you know people forget when toy story 2 came out they delayed it by about a two one two years and we were bummed out but we looked forward to it the that only got us hyped up more because they had captured all that imagination and it didn't feel like a you know uh, cash in sequel it, it just people yeah were that beloved to their world building and you know don't get me wrong you know there's something for everybody everything can be enjoyed you don't have to like it even if it's not the same quality and that's kind of how i noticed uh with 
you know, DreamWorks is like DreamWorks, you know, had some stuff that was kind of junk food and others where it's like, hey, I don't really care for the story, but the animation and the voice acting and the comedy is awesome and quotable. But, you know, it's okay to be hit and miss, you know, it's okay to be number two. (laughs) Yeah, that should be there. Actually, that should should be at the beginning (laughs) of two. Yeah, it's okay to be number two. That's our thing. You know, (laughs) we know where we stand. You know, fuck number three. These guys are trying. They suck. We're number two, a solid number two. We got you. At least we're not number three, like Sony and Blue Sky. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so Kai, how uh, how would you sum up uh, uh, either studio? Jim, how do you, what do you think? Oh my god, I keep tossing it to you. Like, Jim, what do you you tell Jim, me? What do I have have you Hang on, let me let me uh, give you Kai's opinion on. Also, can you get what? Can Jim? Can you tell them which cocktail I want to? Which cocktail you want? Yeah, like you're ordering me dinner too. I mean, I just I prefer. Oh, you just, oh I see. I see where you're going. I see where this. Like I see movies, where this bit is going. Just I got like it. Movies, you are what you eat and drink. Uh, they'll have a. Uh, uh, they'll have a salad. Uh, Caesar, please. Uh, but there's too much cheese in the salad, so I need you to get rid of that. Uh, thank you. And don't Kai... give us that fake ranch dressing and iceberg <laughs> lettuce. Fuck that shit. Yeah. <laughs> They're watching their figure. Um, Appreciate you. <laughs> if it's not fake. Uh, then I'll, I'll eat it. If it's fake, that's just as bad as not having the real thing. <laughs> well, considering the Pixar movies we've seen together, Kai, uh, you appreciate how emotional they are and how emotional they can make you. Visceral, yeah. Yeah. They, oh, they, I, they land each and every talk time. Talk more. I, no, I get pulled into movies. The, the reason why Dragon is because Dragon is so amazing, like, like, so good just physically like the physicality is just like there uh um, was a cat right they, they like animated a cat. Of, right is that what they did yeah yeah they there's like parts of it where they put like tape on a cat and then they animated that and then they were like that's the dragon that makes me so happy to know that that's fantastic uh, as long as that cat was not harmed that's cool <laughs> yeah a cat with tape on it's not that's not harm okay good <laughs> I don't know much about cats. I'm highly allergic to them, but I know that putting a tape on one is not a big deal. Not like that time we used to put. Uh, remember when we put cucumbers in front of cats, and then they would get scared. <laughs> Isn't a cat afraid of everything? Yeah, like a cucumber looks like a snake, and they get scared by that. Allegedly. Alle- oh God, damn it! Now you're taking my trademark, and I hate how when I bring that up, everyone thinks I'm quoting Letter Kenny. Like, dudes, I've been using that for a while. <laughs> Kai, go ahead. What was your opinion on Pixar? <laughs> no, I mean, I, honestly, uh, I'm a sappy for uh, I'm a sap for most Pixar films uh, for sure. Like, I I cried through plenty of uh, you know of, of of what like what I've watched. There's a fair amount that I have not watched. Uh, the the fact that I have not watched Cars is ridiculous. Um, you're not you're fine to be honest. <laughs> I know it's just there's there's just a lot of stuff that like. I'm like, oh, I'll save it for our podcast. Can't watch content unless it's for <laughs> to talk about later. Um, but you'll yeah, actually, there, there's a lot I, of things. As long as it's not Cars Two or Three, you're good. But, I think yeah. you'll like Cars One and Cars Three is uh, better than it uh, than it needs to be. Cars mm-hmm. Two is a huge pile of poop. I don't know if we're allowed to curse. I realized that in the middle. Of that yes, time. we are. Okay, right. as long as you don't have defamation. Poop, character. poop, poop. Right. That's as much yeah, as yeah. I got it out of my system. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. I, I'm sorry. If you could, uh, anytime we curse, could you put Kai saying poop over uh, whenever we curse? Thank you very much. I'll just add a bleep sound effect. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, but I want that bleep sound effect that you just did. Um, <laughs> perfect. Thank you. 
Oh, it is kind of funny how, again, you know, just Apple oversaw it and just, you know, not everyone had faith in it. Some industrial light and magic artists, you know, from George Lucas's ranch were involved and it just, it just grew over time just after making award-winning short films. And I think they did kind of open me up to shorts because I just realized you could have something be six minutes and have it leave an impression. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I, mean, I saw plenty of other shorts <laughs> growing up before a feature play, and I would be like, I don't know what that was about. That was just as bad as a infamous commercial, you know. <laughs> I, I respect shorts a lot uh, in the same way, and I, I hate to do this, Jim. In the same way that I respect a lot of improvisers that I love very much, because oh, it's God. it take it. I hate to do it. I'm sorry. There's uh, good improv. No, it's just there is. There's horrible improv. Trust. I have feelings about that oh, very much. Oh well, so. yeah. If but you don't if know sometimes, the rules, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> you can do something with five seconds, and you better do so. If you only have five seconds, you better do something good with it. So yeah, yeah like, just start tap dancing at that time. Yeah, Jerry's game is very much like Kristen Shear, a formerly local <laughs> Philadelphia comedian who now lives in Portland. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, no, it's just uh, I I. Res- I, uh, I I love that I like when I'd go see Pixar shows, you'd have like a short and you'd be like, how did six seconds just make my heart break in half? You know, or yeah, not how did seconds, a pile but... of clothes make me feel emotion? It was right, exactly a big boardroom scene. It was like, hey guys, so good. What what touches you? What innovates you? What drives you? And I think that's just it. It's just my, my you clothes. can tell the effort. <laughs> and you know, that's kind of where I felt like how Shrek got after a while is like after a while they forgot what made it special the first time around and it was just like okay regardless of whether you were imitating pixar or just it was just that good a story you went beyond that and now you kind of lost it it's just it's falling victim to sequelitis and it's just a shame that after a while just every franchise just caters to it after a while and you don't know how much of it is producer interference or just again just running out of ideas and just should have just should have said no you know would have been better just being direct to video <laughs> and i am glad that pixar never catered to that the closest they got was like going into uh 2d animated form with you know the buzz Lightyear cartoon but at the same time you know they still packed a punch by just kind of making all their characters kind of be in the same universe in a way and you know you they've gotten so good at just animating just humans and it's just despicable how so many people are just bashing Lightyear and you're just like, uh, dudes, you did know what it was about, right? The astronaut that inspired the toy. Why, why are we having this conversation? And I'm excited to watch it. I mean, we haven't seen it, but yeah, I, I go, to... go for it. But I'm also tired of the alt right, how uh, they oh, were Jesus. reacting to that. They're like, oh, they fired Tim Allen. I'm like, Tim Allen is doing a new Disney Santa Claus. And again, he's fine. Not, it's not. Yeah, and who cares about Tim Allen? And again, he has not, two. Te- he had two television shows. Yeah. He has millions him, of dollars. And again, him and Al are back fine. together. He's good. And again, it's not about Buzz Lightyear, the toy. It's about the human that inspired him. Why do we have to keep having this conversation? And same thing with like turning red. There were people who are like, oh, we can't take, talk about people getting their periods. Oh, we can't have people. I like that movie. I liked I it a lot. I, yeah. I thought it was very sweet. The it's I Pixar, it's quality, but it's just amazing how people don't want to talk about issues. And it's like people have talked about all kinds of issues. Did you just think it was a stupid cartoon? And it's just kind of like how parents don't want to be parents. They just want to have people shut up for like 
three hours watching cartoons. It's like, then don't be a parent. You got to do some kind of human interaction instead of just beyond happily married. You know, it's just, you got to man up and be an adult. And it just seems like I've, I always got a good sense of becoming uh not human that's not the right term i was already human but uh you did get a good sense of someone's legacy and making an impact and friendship and you know, i never really got that in like dreamworks i always kind of got just more of a 48 hours lethal weapon kind of camaraderie it's like everyone hate has a love hate relationship with each other and it's like that's fine for commercial fare but it's like pixar was all about just discovering who you are and what you want to be after all you know again, self-discovery. And yet, I don't know, some people just, they don't like to think when watching a movie, I'm like, you're going to end up thinking, I, I don't, I don't want to watch a movie if I can't interact with it in some capacity, mindless or not, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think one of the things about movies that I love um, is uh, being able to connect with something that I wouldn't otherwise be able exactly. to Exactly. Thank you. We had a stupid bunch of film professors when I was in college who were doing the whole don't do anything involving aliens or zombies because you can't relate to that in real life. Uh, and don't do anything with Hitman either. You're just imitating Tarantino. I'm like, the whole point is that you're a bullshitter. There and was a great you are making stuff stick. You're making stuff that you can't relate work. You know, it's the there was a writer, um, I, I wish I could remember who it was, um, who took a writing class uh, early on before they had started writing. I bet they read Save the Cat and a bunch of those other great screenwriting books. Yeah, but they they wrote all these, like, they were, they were pretty good at writing, so they knew what they were doing, and they would write all these, uh, like, big fantastic pieces um that were like oh they, there's all the they go to space and then in space is this grand in world yeah. uh and uh and the teacher gave them like and they would do a great job and the teacher would give them a c for everything and they'd be like but i wrote a great thing and they'd be like did you though did you really write a great thing or did you just write really well um and then one day they were like you know what i'm gonna get them i'm gonna get them back and so they were like, I'm going to write the most boring story possible. I'm yes. going to write about just like someone's day. And it was the first time they got an A and they were like, why, what happened? They were like, well, you wrote about what you know. You wrote about like actual humanity and what it is to be a person versus <sighs> space pirates that stab each other. Like, it's, That's this is how it is. That's mind opening. And at the same time, it's just very annoying when you're having to basically, like you say, you're having to learn more about yourself, but it's only through basically, do I want to, you know, suck up to the professor or just be on their level? It's just like half the time it's like, guys, I, you might be a professor, but let's stop. Let's cut the BS. Let's stop playing games. Let's. Yeah, but it is true. Yeah. You do want to write something that you could relate to, or you at least did some significant research on. Uh, I write. I, most filmmakers go by what interests them. And sometimes that works because they can actually connect to it. I write, when I do a screenplay, I do something that is a movie I would want to see. And that I did some like, kind of like just minor research, whether it was looking at a newspaper article or just a outrageous article and it just conjured up some ideas. And, but I still followed the same, really you're set for life. As long as a character loses something and tries to get it back. That, that's like the main number one thing you got to do in all screenplays. And Pixar does that, I think, well, in that 
uh, that same article from Electric Literature I just quoted noticed how they do duo character journey very well. And I was like, that is true, that uh, the rest of the characters complement the rest of the world, but there's often, you know, they, they followed the whole Buzz and Woody formula and it worked very well without being derivative of even their own material. It's like this character who's flawed, you know, uh, you know, wants this, this character has this, but wants a little more of that. And it's just like, that's so cool that you can code it like that. We'll return after these messages. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. Blindknowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Without actually, you know, sugarcoating it. And then there's all this other subtext, and then there's all these other material. And yeah, I think that's just it. DreamWorks had a pretty standard story, and it worked very well by making likable characters. But where, where they went wrong for me in some cases were it just... Uh, I think B movie, for instance, was it wasn't sure what kind of a movie it wanted to be because it's kind of it's doing a lot of movie within a movie and then just focusing also, too much much on sorry. the jokes as opposed yeah, to the substance. And of course, it like, is. It's Jerry Seinfeld's wet dream. He's just like, <laughs> right? Yeah. And I get to be a B, <laughs> and I fall in love with a woman. <laughs> yeah, just too nutty for its own good. And I mean, I like Shark Tale on a second repeat, but in the theater, it was a drag because it wasn't. Uh, I, I I pretty much had a rule of thumb. A movie was good if I wanted to rent it after the fact. And there were some movies where it's like, yeah, no, I saw it once, I'm good. And there were others where it's like, hey, you just can't recapture the experience on home video. And then there were others where it's like, that, yeah, no, it didn't speak to me much. Nothing good or bad about it. Nothing great either. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, you know, 
I, I, I didn't, I'm not sure if I ever saw, no, I didn't see Dragon Part 3, but I was kind of disappointed by Part 2, but I thought Part 1 was great just because of the screenplay and the score, and uh, they've had other moments where, I, I think when they got to the third Madagascar, that's where I was like, okay, guys, we need something a little new. You, you, you don't have to have a trilogy with every single saga that you're doing, you know? Oh, well, then we wouldn't have a show. No, they need to. They, <laughs> they need to. They need to keep making more, more. Thank you, DreamWorks. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> I will give them props for that show. I mean, DreamWorks was even very ballsy with their uh, Father of the Pride show, and yet no one was prepared for some of the adult humor they had in that. And, I mean, Donkey from Shrek made a cameo, and so I was just like, man, it was like. Talk about an unfairly canceled show is like I thought the trailer was enough to indicate to people, hey, it's not going to be really for kids. <laughs> I mean, so I think it's the point, right? Is that some of it's not supposed to be? I mean, they experimented a bit, yeah. and yet it's like it was canceled before it even came out. It's like so Pixar, I think, has been just good at just kind of reading Disney the right act before they finally merged. It's just like, yeah, okay, we're working for you guys. But the minute you step in and mess with us, oh, we'll go somewhere else. You know, they were just so good at just kind of uh, locking down their boardroom meetings and just saying, don't, you know, we're the production company, you're the distributor, you know, stay in your lane. <laughs> you can tell though, when um, after they had gotten acquired, when there was a movie that they were like, you have, when Disney was like, you have to do this movie, or Disney used, uh, Pixar resources in order in order to make a movie that they oh wanted. yeah uh, there was one Disney movie that at first I thought was Pixar that I actually really liked but it just got demolished at the box office because it just looked like a Madagascar clone it was called the wild and I actually thought Zootopia was pretty decent but that's just it it's just like Disney was having to just do so much hit and miss and uh, experimentation before they realized okay we just can't compete what apology are we going to have to offer to get them to come back? You know, <laughs> And like you say, it's like there were ones where it's like, yeah, that definitely started in the Disney uh, studio and then got transferred over to the Pixar lot. <laughs> they got a lot of the same kinds of stories. It's just how they go about it. That That's the main difference that where you can tell, okay, yeah, The Incredibles was all Pixar because, you know, Disney got in on it by, you know, buying Marvel, but that's a whole different story. You know? <laughs> I forget. Is, is are they doing Incredibles three? Is that happening? Are they? Oh, we had talked about this. And, I thought part uh, two was just the wrap up. <laughs> I mean, you could have said that about the first one, and then you know someone disagreed with you. Uh, Fourteen years later, uh, <laughs> they asked. We all asked for it for many years, and then it came. And then, oh, well, because yeah, like, Brad Bird realized, oh, live action. I'm not as big a hit with, so I might as well go back to that. <laughs> oh, I mean, he has a he has a strange philosophy that he like undermines himself with. Um, I think strange philosophy is why Pixar has been so lucrative and popular with so many. It's just like you can go beyond what you want to be. Just like, again, Buzz Lightyear's soaring for the stars. He can't, he's a toy, but in his mind he can. And he eventually gets to find a way to fly. So it's like, as is it. They were finding ways to show that people can do bigger stuff than usual. And that's why I think I sided with it a lot. Is like, cause we see it all with like the 
famous and even infamous levels of fame and fortune with all the people we follow, sports stars, celebrities, and all other stuff is like they some of them did get famous overnight and they didn't know how to react. And 20 years later, they learned the hard way. And then there were others where it's like, hey, just be nice to everybody, you know, whether that's in your nature already or not, and get along and get ready to, you know, pump and grind out various work. And I think that's just it is like these all have relatable themes, regardless of whether it taught someone about the meaning of life for the first time or it only built on that it just has all this characterization that i mean it's just like any good show that was on the air for so long clearly it was more than just the characters or the gimmick that got people to glue in and set their vcr to record all those years later before tivo and you know streaming and the same thing how we're facing now we're just everyone's doing a pros and cons for every streaming platform we've done our share of that too mm-hmm. and we, we try to back it's just like with any debate back up your point have some substance as opposed to i just don't like it or i admire it you know it's like have free points for every uh talking uh segment that you're going to do you know it's like get ready to uh share and then learn <laughs> I, feel I, know, I feel like there's sometimes when people just their opinion is i don't know that's it. That's all they need to have. That's all they really need to go into. They don't really need more substance than that. Sometimes people are just, eh, I didn't, I, I didn't care. I didn't care for it. Oh, don't get me wrong. That's where many sci-fi movies have gone wrong by mistaking exposition for character development. And it's like, no, basically you just gave away, you violated every rule in the screenwriting platform by giving everything away. So now there's no suspense at all for us to, you know, latch on to that you gave everything away and i think i I think you can learn a lot from a screenwriting by dissecting a scene in a pixar movie and that accounts for a lot because there's so many movies that we love which have scenes that don't work but somehow they still do if that makes sense they have stuff that we would advise a perfect screenplay to not do nowadays you know i mean you would obviously anybody like it's timeless to be like, what if rats were in the kitchen um, <laughs> and they were helping assist? It's already an irony for humans. The yeah. dirtiest individuals yeah. on planet Earth are helping humans. Yeah, that make... works. Yeah, that yeah. works whenever. So uh, how about zoo animals actually, you know, want to survive in the wild, even though technically wild. if they've been raised in a zoo, they already wouldn't be able to survive. But let's just say for argument's sake, they're trying to survive like a human in the wild, you know? Yeah, and Borat's <laughs> there. Yeah, and, 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 and Borat is King Julian, yes. <laughs> uh, there's now an annoying radio ad that uh, is like for like uh, heartburn or something, and it's a play on the whole, I like to move it, move it. Uh, I like to juicy, juicy or some shit like that. And I'm just like, Ah, it took you 20 years of your kids singing that song for the marketing exec to say, hey, we got to do a, uh, a cover of that for our new. Well, I feel bad for this person who was a 25 year old who's singing. Uh, I like to move and move it still in their house. <laughs> I like the juicy, juicy. I like to move it. Move it. Uh, That's going to be stuck in my head all night. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate that. 
You're welcome. Yeah, you're. Oh yeah, sorry. Sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm Jim's lawyer now. I'm speaking for Jim, I'm Jimbo. Um, sorry, I have Jim order my food. So I mean, like, it's really great to just. I love how this is all. It's just one big circle of everyone doing everything for everyone else. Yeah, yeah. right. So as a wrap up, uh, general wrap up. Uh, so, what would you like to see Eider Studio do in the future that they have yet to break ground in? Because they've already <laughs> broken a lot of ground, but I'm just, what would you like to see different? Like, obviously, I think we can all agree, you know, DreamWorks has got to just really do an about face with characters, like find a really, find an award-winning screenwriter to helm one of their screenplays or another great musician to compose the movie. That's all I'll hmm. say, but what, what would you like to see Pixar do that they have not covered ground yet? And would you like to see them make a Western or a hmm. underwater They're... tale or just something else that... Jim knows. Jim knows one that we're not going to say on this podcast, but if you... No, sorry. We'll tell you afterwards, but you got to pay. You got to be a Patreon subscriber. This is an episode where we talk about this. Fair enough. We get into this. It's it's too secretive. I'm sorry. It's too good. Jim, you know what it is. Someone else will steal it. (laughs) Do I? No, I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you about it later. Anyway, oh, okay, it's, too cool. good. it's too good. It'll be stolen. Okay, but so Kai's let's talk idea. about the B. Like, let's talk about the B squad ideas. Uh, I don't know if I wanted to see. Do I want to see a western? I, if I did, I wanted to be still person. like I still want it to be like futuristic western. Like I wanted to. I don't want it. I wanted to. Exist I don't want it to be like Rango or anything. But I would like it yeah. to be kind of a cool. I mean, oh, even that's if so they funny. Got... I think I misinterpreted the question because my my mind was like, "Oh, they should just keep doing what they're doing. They're going for like a more." We diverse, know they'll keep uh... doing what they're doing, but like, yeah. what would you like to see be well, conjured up in sub magnitude? And obviously, they would to... blow it away. But what have they not done that should just be done? I got. You want a specific idea? Okay. All right. Hear me out, and I'm probably listening. gonna get canceled for this idea. Okay. okay. Isn't I'm, everybody canceled? I'm so, uh, it's a dildo and uh, it, it has feelings. You're not far off. I like it's a vibrator like, and it has feelings. I like how you sounded like Gary Marshall doing a sex ed class. That's what you sounded like. Just well, now. here's the thing. How controversial would it be if you found out Pixar was doing like an NC-17 movie? I would see the hell out of it. That would be marketing. We're going rem- to remake Debbie Does Dallas and this time we're gonna <laughs> movie so, too good that disney dropped us that's my that's suggestion like, i think it's <laughs> i think that's what they should disney go needs, i think that's the hill we should die remake, on yeah uh uh fritz the cats or hire don bluth to do a movie he wanted to do but he couldn't at fox <laughs> <sighs> yeah that's is don bluth still alive i think so and just so ironic how he Jim, worked, don't Google. Look up, go on Cameo. That's how you know. He worked oh, okay. out. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, on Twitter. Don't Google but Cameo. It's so ironic how he worked at Fox. He wanted to bring his Disney expertise to them. And now Disney owns Fox. So that's a total F you to him. <laughs> oh, yeah. He loved, he loved Disney to make the movies he wanted to make. And he made right? some great movies. Yes. Anastasia. Mm-hmm. That's really it. Well, we'll do it. I'll invite you guys back to talk about it. Let's do it. You say Anastasia? Yeah, he made Anastasia. That's a uh, movie, right? Yeah, yeah. I saw him in theaters. Yes. So, like, I think that might be one Anna of those movies Singer. that I think is a big deal. <laughs> no, it's one of those movies that I've seen like probably like four times through adolescence, but completely don't remember a damn thing. I saw it in theaters. Like, this and then this and then this. <laughs> you might remember it as the movie that has Rasputin as the the villain. 
Right. <laughs> no. And he's like constantly falling apart because in real life, Rasputin it took forever to die. They tried. Like, okay. I like so, how you're making okay, heavy, Kai, heavy emphasis on die. <laughs> he let me let me explain how Rasputin died. Uh, they okay. tried to poison him, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. during the course of the meal, they were like, "Okay, he's not dying." So they shot him, and he was like, "Why did you shoot me?" <laughs> and then they, I think they shot him a couple more times, and they're like, "Okay, I think he's dead." Then they rolled him up into a carpet and then threw him in a river. And then they found out that he had escaped the uh, the rug and had like frozen to death in the river. Oh, okay. He did it. It took him forever to die, and they tried to murder him for like three hours. Makes That's sense. Impressive. There's a lot of uh, mystique around Rasputin, so I'm sure they just shot him, and then they were like, well, that's it. He's dead, but they decided to say his story. He's dead, Jim. (laughs) They probably probably shot him twice, and the first time he was like, ow, and they were like, what guns? What if I never said he's dead, Jim, to you? I know. I'm just making a Star Trek reference. No, no, no. It's my dad's favorite fucking show, and he always said that as I grew up, and that was like a, the most like common fucking regular fucking shit said in my house. <laughs> I've known you, Jim. We've been besties for years now. Yeah, we just got I'm surprised you also. Have I not said this to you? <laughs> yeah, ha- you haven't said that. You haven't said, "Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor." Like, come on, Kai. You, you must gotta say just- it. Give me more Star Trek references that I won't get because I've only seen two episodes in Wrath of Khan. Look, and I fell asleep during the 2009 movie. Why don't well, you and I do I our- congratulate you for yeah. that because without those soulless uh, 2000s movies, we wouldn't have the great shows that are on now. <laughs> oh, I can get along with Star Trek. It's Star Wars and Halloween that's toxic, <laughs> both in fandom and the movies. So <laughs> oh, man. So thank you all for being on here. Um, I Absolutely. like how I like how we, uh, along with Muppets, we made an R-rated chat about a family-friendly program. <laughs> You're doing yep. good. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> we did that halfway through the episode. We we're like, I guess it's R-rated, but I'm not adding an explicit rating because I, I, I knew it was going to be a dildo. I knew it was going to yeah. be. I don't, I'm not exactly sure. Like honestly, I want to workshop it a little bit. I'm just saying I want it to be obscene. I want well, it the to good be... thing is that they could still be buzzing. Dana Carvey did that oh, when he returned to Kai. SNL. Burr, burr, burr. Oh Jesus. <laughs> Dana Carvey did that back in like 2011, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> he was like on an SNL episode. He's like, hey, your Woody doll got a Woody. <laughs> God damn it. I hate it when he did it first. God damn it. I thought it was I thought it was an original. Get more original ideas, Jim. Oh, you're <laughs> blaming me for your own idea. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, if you ordered it. Yeah. Yes. Thanks. If everyone wants to hear the rest of the Patreon discussion that may or may not have been recorded, uh, go to their Patreon. So, uh, Kai and Jim, what do you have coming up on Rod and Treasure podcast? Oh, I thought you were going to lie to us and tell that, that we weren't being recorded and then try to find out about this secret Pixar film, but I I'm sorry. may or may not be wiretapping <laughs> us. I don't know. Jim, I usually answer this question. You go for it. You got it. I'm a spy with, uh, uh, well, dementia, so I, I don't know. I'll, I'll fill in the gaps. And, and honestly, it's fine. If you're spying on me, go for it. I don't have much to hide. <laughs> not, not, not much. I'm not running for Congress that we know of yet. Nah, not anytime soon. I just want you to know that please don't spy on me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want that. I don't want, don't dox me. Yeah. So Kai, what are we doing? (laughs) What what do we do? What What do we do? Rod and Treasure podcast. Uh, So 
uh, Jim and I, we invite uh, people that we find interesting, people that uh, like just just to come on and join us for the journey that is watching every installment of franchises. For some reason, we thought it'd be going to do to watch all of them, of all the things. Um, the name of the show, Rotten Treasure, uh, very uh, accidental. Uh, it fell into our hands, but very much so accurate because there's just no reason why. I don't know, Jim, what's your favorite Friday the 13th again? What is it? Oh, six. Jason lives. There's no reason why the sixth installment of someone's like of a franchise should be someone's favorite. That's ridiculous. Uh, so we're kind of out there. Technically, Return of the Jedi is the sixth installment. So just say you know, I guess that's fair. And then I don't even want to get into Fast and Furious how that whole works out in terms of which what installment. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's Star it's Trek just... Six on Discovery Country, really great movie. But just saying. Oh, we'll we'll get into it. Uh, yeah, it's it's just uh, a weekly reason to uh, clown around with a bunch of our buddies, uh, people that we find <laughs> interesting, uh, and just see how horrible a franchise can really get. Uh, it's pretty it? much what we do here too, so that's why I just knew we were match made in heaven. We're just like, hey, we're gonna talk franchises. You know, <laughs> we don't have to talk about TV or music, but we're gonna talk about where something just fell off a cliff and needed oh. help getting up you know <laughs> but i should be honest in the fact that it's probably only about 35 percent us talking about the movies and the rest of it's like random stuff like uh jim what what's happened that happens too i pooped my pants on the way to lancaster county yep and kai got punched while uh riding a ripstick yeah it's true that's, that's it. a true story i love it already I just That's want to it? mention that that's two separate stories. This wasn't like no, this was uh, one. Like no, 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 don't lie. I walked by. Don't you lie like, to me. <laughs> False. Yeah, False. sorry. I I don't want to temper any judgments. <laughs> so anyway, we're a podcast. <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Meanwhile, in. That's about right. Honestly, that should just be our ad that we send out to all, like everywhere. Yeah, right there. Meanwhile, <laughs> just on get the other side of the globe, <laughs> yeah. two podcasters yeah, yeah. have got another thing coming. Thank you all for being on here. This is really a delight. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Meanwhile. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up review show.